listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Danica Ellis. This is episode number 438.5. And today I'm going to tell you about a couple of queer YA backlist books that I think deserve a lot more attention. So I've been a host on All the Books for a while now, years, and one interesting thing, as you can probably guess, about being on all the books is that you are reading books before they come out in order to talk about it the day it comes out. Obviously, you have to read it before it comes out. And reading frontless books, reading not yet released books, it's interesting because you are trying to predict how people are going to react to this book when it does come out. Obviously, there's always some pre-publication buzz, especially for the bigger books, but that doesn't necessarily line up with what it's going to end up being when the general public gets their hands on it or decides not to pick it up at all. So there are books that I talk about on all the books or I hear about that I am sure are going to be the big book of the moment. And then they come out and nobody really talks about them or they talk about them for a week and then it dies off and you never hear about that book again. And then on the other hand, there are books that I didn't think would find an audience that end up getting picked up by a ton of people. Maybe they go viral on TikTok or something and they become these sensations that I don't think anyone was predicting. So today I want to talk about a couple of queer YA books that I read in 2021 that I really don't hear people talk about anymore, and I really think they should. I think these books are so good. I think even a couple of years later, they still are furthering the conversation in queer representation, especially in YA. And I think people would love them if they actually knew about them. So one of these I thought was going to be huge. One of them I kind of knew wasn't going to get the attention it deserved at the time, but both of them I really enjoyed and I still think about a lot. So before I jump into that, I do want to talk about a very exciting development here at Book Riot. So if you have been following Book Riot, you know about TBR. This is our tailored book recommendation service. And ever since we started TBR, we have had one request over and over again, and that is for a paperback level. And it is finally here. We have the paperback level in addition to the hardcover or just the digital level. So three different price points. This is a great service for if you want to find the perfect curated read for you. It also makes a great gift. And the paperback level is perfect for if you hate carrying around bulky hardcovers or you're on a budget or you just love the feel of a paperback in your hands. So you can check it out at mytbr.co. That's mytbr.co. Co, and it also makes for a great gift for the holidays, a great last minute gift. If there's someone who is a surprise addition to your list, you can get them a TBR subscription that same day. So that's mytbr.co. 
Okay, so let's get into the books. My first pick is Meet Cute Diary by Emery Lee. This was one of my most anticipated books of 2021. And what really sticks with me about this one is that it's a little bit messy. It's a YA romance where things don't work out exactly the way you might have predicted. And it is still a romance. It's still a happily ever after. It's still very sweet. But it's also about the main character, Noah, kind of learning that love isn't exactly the way that he writes about it. So this is about a teenager who runs a blog called Meet Cute Diary. It's a Tumblr blog, which is maybe a little bit outdated, but still adorable. And in Meet Cute Diary, it's all of these different stories of trans people finding love. It's their first meetings, it's their happily ever afters, and it's really inspirational to other trans teens. But the secret is that they are all fake. Noah writes them all, sometimes using strangers as inspiration. And then somebody basically finds out that he is making this up. And in order to try to cover up for his fictional meet-cutes, he starts fake dating a guy to reinforce that this is their actual meet-cute that he wrote about and that therefore all of them are real. So you have a fake dating situation, which is always fun. Another thing I really liked about this that I also think might be why it didn't hold on as well as I thought it would is that Noah is a flawed main character. He's a little bit of a snob. He doesn't want to get a job. He is a little bit vain. He can be judgmental. He can get grouchy about things like having to be outdoors. And I loved that. I love a messy, flawed main character, especially in YA. It's just a very realistic depiction of being a teenager. And I think especially when you're looking at representation that is still pretty rare in books. So when you're looking at a trans guy main character, when you're writing as an author of color, I think there's a lot of pressure still to have this perfect, absolutely infallible main character. And I don't know if infallible is a word now that I say it, but you know what? That's the point. Mistakes are made. And I think that it's so much better to read about someone who is a little bit more realistic instead of having to hold the pressure of being the perfect representation of a certain identity. And that's also true in the love story. You have this image that Noah has of the perfect relationship and what love is supposed to look like. And, you know, he is genre savvy. He knows what fake dating is like. And it isn't exactly the way that he thought it would be. And I think that is still very rare in YA. This sort of storyline, this sort of character, there's also a side character who really steals the show, who experiments with different pronouns and hasn't quite figured out air gender label. 
which is also something I don't really see a lot in books in general, but also YA. That character is also asexual. And it's just a book that I think is so strong in so many different ways, so memorable. And I really wish that people were still picking it up. So if you want to pick that one up, I do want to give some content warnings for discussion of attempted suicide as well as transphobia. And that is Meet Cute Diary by Emery Lee. The next book I want to talk about is Follow Your Arrow by Jessica Verdi. I have a full review of this one at the Lesbury if you want all my thoughts about it. But the Note version is that this is a bisexual YA book. It is about Cece, who is, you know, semi-famous online on social media for her relationship with her girlfriend, Sylvie. They are sort of relationship goals. People really see them as inspirational. And when they break up, it kind of throws a wrench in everything. And Cece isn't really sure what she's doing. She doesn't know about her brand now that she is single. And then she falls for a very offline guy. And the tension is how will he react to her online presence? And how will her fans who are used to her being in a relationship with a woman react to this development? And this is one that came out around the same time as some other bisexual YA books that got a little more attention. And I think this really deserves to be in the conversation because it is such a good depiction of this particular experience and this experience of biphobia that I don't see represented very often. And I think you still hear a lot of doubt about whether it does exist. But I can tell you from experience that there are definitely other queer people who will be very angry if you don't perform your own queerness in a way that they approve of. And I think this is really layered and nuanced. It is not really a scare tactic about social media or about cancel culture. It really shows the complexity of what she's going through. This is one of the few books I've read that really examines bisexuality as a distinct identity that's not just kind of gay light. And I think that it is one that it is much needed. I think there are a lot of bisexual teenagers, especially, who would really benefit from reading this book. It's also one of the rare books that I've seen have a bisexual main character with a preference. She is primarily attracted to women. And for some reason, I don't actually see that a lot in books. I do want to give content warnings for biphobia. Obviously, it, it includes the actual comments that she gets that are biphobic. That can be a a little bit difficult to read, but obviously the narrative as a whole is very affirming of her bisexuality. So this is one I really wish more people would pick up. I think it has a lot of good nuance and could start a lot of really interesting conversations. 
And that is Follow Your Arrow by Jessica Verdi. That's it for me this time. Thank you so much to our sponsor. Thank you to our audio editor, Caitlin Brame. And thank you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. And be sure to check out MyTBR at mytbr.co if you want to get yourself or if you want to gift someone a subscription that you can now get at the paperback level. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We sincerely appreciate it and your reviews help other book lovers to find us. If you want to find me, you can do that at lesbury.com for my sapphic book log or at Danica Ellis on Twitter, sadly, I'm still there. And in the meantime, happy reading. Yeah.